So hello and welcome to Let the Record Show, a Civia Law Podcast, episode number 16. I'm Todd Civia, owner of Civia Law, where we help you through life's transitions. Today I'm going to be talking about the recent news with student loan forgiveness. But first, just a reminder, if you have any questions about this topic or anything regarding estate planning, probate, businesses, or more, you can visit our website at www.civialaw.com for our blog and more resources to help you. So let's get into the heart of the topic. President Biden said, hey, if you've got student loans and those student loans exceed $10,000 or $20,000 if you've got Pell Grants, that $10,000 will be reducing uh, your student loans. You've got to apply and, and all of that. Um, same thing with Pell Grants. If you had received Pell Grants at the time of entering into your student loan, uh, you would get up to $20,000, and that's per person. So if you have a couple, husband and wife, both took out student loans, um, you could have up to $40,000 of your debt waived. You know, and, and, and I've kind of watched a lot of people talk about you know, the different positives and negatives with regards to student loan debt. And let's be clear, I had student loan debt. Um, I think after law school, uh, I had about fifty-two, fifty-three $53,000 worth of student loan debt. Um, so I had quite a bit, probably more than most Americans uh, going through school at my time. Uh, but before uh, Biden had, had uh, announced that, I had actually paid my student loans off. So a lot of people are saying, well, do I get anything if I've already paid off my student loans? Um, unfortunately, no, you do not. Uh, you do not get anything if you had already previously paid off your student loans. You know, I, I've watched watched the Twitter. I've watched Facebook. I've watched LinkedIn. And, and everybody that I see out there has talked about student loan debt and how it's not fair um, that one person gets it if they've actually paid their debt. Um, it's not fair that for this reason or that reason. I get it. I understand it. Um, some people are in the right place at the right time to, to receive um, that benefit. You know, the, the government gives these, these credits and, and gives these, these items, and you're seeing this more and more often where we're trying to stimulate people and give people all these benefits. But in all reality, they're not fixing the problem. The problem is still there. Uh, student loans, if you look at the cost of education, student college debt has increased substantially more than uh, student loan debt and inflation. I mean, you know, I, I know uh, when I first started law school, uh, the cost of my education at that point in time, I was able to get through with a federal student loan uh, program and borrow, I think it was like $18,000 the first round. Uh, the second round, I was still, it was starting to get close, uh, but it, it hit $18,000. By the third year, they had increased it, and I had to come up with three or four thousand uh, dollars because I couldn't borrow enough in order to to cover it. So I had to come up with it out of my own pocket in order to make sure I paid for it. So 
three years of of eighteen thousand dollars of student loan debt just to pay tuition. Uh, that didn't include books or fees or some of the, those additional costs. So within three years, we were in a position where it had substantially increased way faster than ten percent. Um, if I was coming up with three or four thousand dollars, that that's a ten percent inflation, and that was back in two thousand one, two thousand two, uh, when inflation was not ten percent. So you know the cost of education has has significantly increased, but why? You know they they have all these great buildings and and great institutions. There's a lot of positive stuff that they're spending a lot of money on, but they're not fixing the problem, and the the problem is. By all means, don't let me say that an art degree or or underwater let's let's use the the term underwater basket weaving. If I got an undergraduate degree in underwater basket weaving, uh, and there's only one underwater basket weaving uh, position, and there's thirty people that are getting that degree, there's probably not the ability for you to get a job. You know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, uh, we're, we're not educating our, our children on what is a valuable degree and what is not a valuable degree. We're letting them pick and choose which degree that may be better for them and, and may or may not provide them with the right education that they need going out of college. Sometimes it's probably better that they don't have a degree. You know, we have a, this huge shortage right now on technical colleges, um, to work in the trades, uh, to be an electrician. I mean, there, there's, there's tons of jobs out there for that, but there's not that many jobs out there for, you know, other degrees. You know, there's, short, there's always a shortage of teachers. With regards to education, you know, there, there's a lot of problems um, in the program because we're not training our kids to, to actually pick a degree. And then we fund them and provide them a student loan and expect them to, to pay it back when it's not going to be a useful degree. You know, the, the problem is, you know, we, we pay teachers to teach these kids on how to, to perform some kind of service. But if it's not financially feasible, how are, we, how are they going to ever pay this, this back? They, they may not be able to. And, and that's that's the unfortunate part. How does that change our views? You know, are we willing to fund our grandchildren's education, or do we allow the government to give them the student loans and hope that there's a forgiveness? You know, you know why should we um, why should we spend the money on providing that education when the government may end up forgiving it? The other reaction is what is the incentive of these institutions to decrease the value and the cost of the college degree? There may not be anything. There may not be any incentive. There actually may be an additional incentive because they're going to be able to spend more money and the government will take care of it. So there's always a, a reaction Here's another one. The government now has given um, this money away, you know, and somebody has to pay for it. So 
you know, taxes are going to increase um, in some form or fashion. We don't know what that is. But here's the other part. If student loans have been paid off, that provides people um, that got their student loans uh, paid off, it gives them this break, which is great. You know, there, there's no doubt that anybody that received this, this benefit has really uh, been benefited and blessed with that, that additional income. But w- what are they going to do with it? Do they buy a new car because of it? Do they spend more money on this, that, or the other? And if they're spending more money on the economy in the middle of a time when we are in a very inflationary period, what is the reaction to that? Does that mean that now they have this additional funds that they once counted on to to spend the money on? Now it increases demand. Increasing demand, like we talked about in the last episode, that actually increases the demand or increases the price because there's more demand. So it should be an expectation of us that we're going to see more inflation based upon uh, this forgiveness. Not because of anything uh, somebody did, but it's because they don't have this debt anymore. They have the ability to spend the money. You know, there's always a cause and effect. And the cause is they're reducing the debt load of individuals and it's going to cause more problems, whether it's increasing, continuing to increase the cost of, of student loans, um, continuing to, to increase uh, demand prices and causing inflation. The inflation that, we are, that we're dealing with is because the government, you know, and, and I saw this um, on, on one or two posts, well, you know, anybody that's angry about student loans uh, should be also uh, angry that they didn't get any money with the corporations. That's true. I mean, there, there, you know, that there is a, a correlation. But what did it cause? It caused the inflation that we're dealing with today. So in two years, when when after the money from PPP and and all these debt forgiveness for the corporations is gone by the wayside, we're now going to have to deal with the debt forgiveness associated with student loans. And it's going to be redirected into the consumer prices. So expect to see food prices to go up. Expect the demand for automobiles to go up. Expect the prices of real estate to go up because all of those things are directly related to what a consumer is going to buy when they don't have as much student loan debt. Now, there's a lot of theories, a lot of economic theories with regards to QE or uh, money easing or quantitative easing, uh, basically where they're trying to give the people money. Every time a government has done this, um, and we, we talk about any democracy or any kind of uh, government that has done uh, quantitative easing over the, over the years, you can look at what happened to Rome. Uh, Rome kept on devaluing the, I think it's the talent, and they kept on reducing the value and marking it up and, and decreasing its value and increasing other things. All it did was created huge amounts of inflation 
and and prices kept on going up. Germany uh, did a lot of quantitative easing, um, which is why Hitler uh, came to power in the 1930s. Look at the uh, Weimar uh, inflation, uh, which is the price of the Weimar, which is similar to the dollar in Germany. They were bringing in truckloads of these dollars to go shopping. And you would bring in a wheelbarrow full of money to buy the essentials of flour, sugar, and, and the like. So inflation creates a lot of problems. And depending, you know, as long as it stays regular inflation and not hyperinflation like Germany dealt with or what Rome dealt with, um, we don't have a problem. But every time that, that the government keeps giving out money, we actually push ourselves further and further down the line uh, to a hyperinflation. And a hyperinflation is where we get into problems. So if you have questions about inflation, you talk, you, you've got questions about student loans and, and whether or not you qualify, um, or if you just have questions for me and you need, need clarification on some issue within this topic, please don't hesitate to send us an email at info at civialaw.com. But that's it for today with regards to our podcast. And, and hopefully this has been informational. Um, hopefully you learned something new about the topic of student loan debt, uh, student loan forgiveness. Um, and for all those awesome listeners of this episode, we have a special discount for the first five listeners to mention Let the Record Show by giving them 10% off of their estate plan. So, um, you know, we believe that this is a great opportunity for you to evaluate your, your estate plan and take a minute. Um, if you've got loan forgiveness, you know, maybe that, that has an impact on you and, and we need to move things around and, and help you make some decisions. So please don't uh, hesitate and reach out to us. Uh, make sure you, you mention episode 16. But that's it. Remember, if you have any questions about this topic or anything else regarding estate planning, probate, business, or real estate, you can visit our website at www.civialaw.com for our blog and more resources. I'm Todd Civia, owner of Civia Law, where we help you through life's transitions. The information you obtain in this podcast or on our site is not, nor is it intended to be, legal advice. You should consult an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established.